Yo, it's Alex Terranova, and welcome to Flip the Lens, where Brie Holland, London Papa Michael, and myself smash down the walls of perfection, performance, and looking good to dive face first into deeply vulnerable and personal conversations where we expose and explore what it means to be authentic and how to succeed in a world desperate for a facade. Breaking news. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? It's Flip the Lens. Welcome back. Bree, London, what's up? Good morning. Hey, good morning. We're sitting here. We're all in different places. We're looking at each other on the screens. And uh, right as before we hit record, breaking news is a joke because we're not news. Um, but, uh, you know, we're sitting here talking about what's going on in the world. And we felt like it would be we'd be remiss or it'd be irresponsible to not actually make the conversations about coronavirus, about the economy, about schools being closed, like that part of this conversation, because I mean, you can't avoid it one way or another. It's, it's somehow touching your life. Uh, what do you guys want to jump in and share anything specific to this before I kind of just keep, I could just go on and on. What do you guys got? Yeah. I mean, it's, it sucks. It's very annoying. I have a tough time with things that um, happen to me that are out of my control. I hate when that happens. Um, it's very frustrating, you know, and then like the jokes after a while get old too. Like, oh, you're a personal trainer. Aren't you worried about touching the weights and going to the gym and all this? And I'm like, fuck, man, I just want to live my life. Like, I don't want to have to worry about catching this Corona flu or whatever. And look, with things shutting down and sports, sporting events and all that, that sucks. And maybe, you know, to keep some kind of concern. I'm not saying I don't take it seriously. It's just really annoying. And it seems to be that the real thing that's going to be an issue for people is what's going to happen to when people can't go to work. They're a nurse and kids go to school and now they got to stay home and watch their kids. So these people can't work and kudos to all these people that are financially well off that are helping the workers of different places, raise money or pay them to uh, help them pay their bills while they're not, um, able to work but it's a pain in my ass i'm annoyed i can't wait till it's over yeah i think uh there's i mean there's so much swirl and aaron and i um in our family i i mean i have to say like i don't have a fear mentality around it and i think that's the problem right now is there's these jokes like you said london the the memes going around and you know try to be lighthearted about a situation and you know how do you keep living your life because aaron and i it, we we want to just keep living. We both work from home though. So it's, it's easier to say that for us because our situation is very blessed in that sense where we don't have to go anywhere. If the world shuts down, like we're good. Um, but you know, I made a joke on social media last night. Like, you know, we actually needed toilet paper. Who knew? Like I always joked, like, why do gas stations have toilet paper? Like who buys toilet paper? I guess I am like, I'm that person yesterday buying toilet paper at the gas station. And I just want, I think we should dive in like fear versus reality and, and why these things are happening because I feel as if media and news is portraying it as this fear base, like everybody hiding a closet where I'm not scared necessarily of Corona for my kids. Like maybe they have some flu-like symptoms. Maybe they puke. Like my kid was puking last night and I honestly don't think she has coronavirus. I think she ate bad sloppy joes at school. Um, so I think for me, it's not fear-based. It's like, what can I do? Because like you said, there's there's outstanding circumstances that you can't control. You know, my sister's pregnant due in a couple weeks. If I was to travel at the end of the month for a trip that I have, I'd be irresponsible for the fact that maybe someone who, else, you know, who can't 
take care of their immune system or people with autoimmune disorder, like doing our part, not out of fear, but, you know, just trying to do our part in taking that fear away of like, we can wrap this up. We can like take care of our own. You know, I'm, I'm, I think we're all kind of the same. Like we're not all, we're not fear based, like running around, changing our plans, changing our life. Like the first thing I did when all this happened was I was buying plane tickets. Cause I was like, Whoa, they're 50% off basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so I bought plane tickets for a wedding that I'm going to later this year. And I bought plane tickets for a couple other cities I'm going to. And I, and I was like, Oh man, this is, I'm not happy about this, but I might as well take advantage of a bad situation. And I've, I was talking to my parents yesterday and I was like, man, if I had a lot of cash lying around, I'd be investing in the stock market. Cause you can get a lot of stuff really low and History has shown that things always come back up. But then there's this other um, side of my brain or this other side of my being that um, is going, but what if it's not, right? Like empires fall, they're, you know, empires fall, things go bad. There's no guarantee that you wake up tomorrow. There's no guarantee that, you know, London, you were like, hey, I just can't wait to, for it to go back to normal. Like, what if it doesn't ever go back to normal? You know, somebody was saying, well, it's great to have multiple streams of income online. Sure, if there's people that have money to buy from you. But right. you could have 20 streams of income and work from home. But if no one else has a job or no one else can work, no one can purchase what you're doing or selling. So it's irrelevant. Now, that would impact, it would, that would impact like, that would impact the world globally. But I don't know. It just, it started opening up conversations for me, which, which is fear based that had me like, what if this is the beginning of something different, you know, like a, a shift in our world, the way we live? Um, as Americans specifically, we are so in unimpacted by things that when stuff happens, we're like, oh, can this just be over so we can get back to it? Whereas if we were living in poverty or we were living in a third world country, we would be dealing with shifts to our lifestyle and whatnot. And it would be a regular thing. So it's, it's, it's like we, I find myself in this weird spot where like I go to the grocery store to buy regular groceries and like a six pack of toilet paper, not like all the toilet paper. And I'm like looking around like, wait, there, there's stuff not on the shelves. Should I, should I be buying more? Like, am I playing into the fear or am I being prepared? You know, and thinking about um, what if you couldn't leave your, your house for two weeks? Like, what if it, that was it? What if it was just like, hey, no one's allowed to leave their house for two weeks? That's kind of a crazy thought in itself. And it's two weeks. It's not a lifetime. It's not the end of the world. But I mean, Brie, if you had to be stuck in your house with your kids for two straight weeks and no one could leave, you couldn't go get anything, yeah. you know? I mean, I, I, I think that would be worse. That would be harder on you and many parents than it would be for me in London. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think it's like an interesting, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't want to have fear around it, but you don't know. Like, you can sit here and be like, great, like they shut down planes. I'm not going on my ski trip at the end of the month. But you know, it's the reason they're doing this is in prospect of more happening. Like this is the beginning and they're, and they're shutting down in, in the event that they haven't found the worst, that it hasn't gotten to the point where it is going to be really bad. You know, like so many people saying, oh, well, more people died from the flu or more, you know, people pass away from obesity. And while those things are, are tragic. And I posted last night, like there are a lot of issues that aren't talked about, but it is a hot topic and people are, you know, preparing 
I don't think that the government is shutting down because it's it's that bad, but because of what could be happening and what is happening, you know, not like today, but you don't know what's going to happen in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a fun, fun time for anybody, you know, um, but I'm not going to let that fear like overtake me and have me freaking out. You know, it's uh, it's kind of all about how you respond towards things and you know, I'm taking it a little more seriously now with, you know, the upcoming things that have happened or, you know, the past couple of days, but uh, I'm still going to live my life. I'm still going to do the normal things that I do. And I'm not ready to start stockpiling on groceries or buying a hundred things of toilet paper. I'm just not going to do that yet. And I, I'm not going to buy into like the fear factor part of it. And if some people do, and that's fine. And you know, you're playing it safer than I am. That's fine, you know, but I just, I choose not to go that route just yet or, you know, at all. Yeah. Let's talk, can, let's just talk about like the way it feels for a second. Cause I think that's like the stuff in the future we can't, um, we can't control, we can't predict, like we have no idea, right? Like where this is going and what's going to happen. But I think the thing that we can be present to is how we feel and then do the work to like make ourselves feel different. Like, I shared with you guys last night. Um, I was like, I can't go out. Like, I just couldn't go out. Like, it wasn't. I wasn't sick. There was nothing wrong, but I felt exhausted by like the weight. I want to say like the weight of the world. I had a full day of clients. Most of them wanted to talk about some version of it or other things, and most of my clients were actually not very fear based either. They're like getting moving on, making making plans. But like the conversation with my clients, convert talking having conversation with my mom, talking with my cousin, my friends. Um, it was just like by, by seven o'clock, I felt like, you know, I felt like it was like horrible thing. Like almost, you know, when you, uh, after, after a funeral, you have like all those people at your house and you're talking to them. And it's like, by the end of the day, you're exhausted from just like the conversation and the connection and trying to keep your mood up or, and it felt like that. And what I noticed this morning is like, I woke up and there was this hope that like, oh, maybe there'll be some good news. Like I'll, I'll open my phone and there'll be some good news and we could like take a breath and feel better. And there wasn't, and it was only just more kind of bad news. And it has me thinking about, Hey, what are the things I need to do? Cause right now I'm, there's like this in uh there's, there's this unknowingness. There's a, Hey, what's going to happen with your business, your money, your health, your families. Like Bree, you said that, like I was supposed to go visit my parents who are 70, like in their seventies and eighties next weekend. And my mom is super healthy, but my dad has a lot of health conditions, so I could be fine, but I could walk in that house and get my dad sick. And then all of a sudden we lose my, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that would be terrible. Right. I have a friend who's supposed to come to San Diego this weekend for a big work event. And he has his wife, his mom, and one of his kids all have really bad asthma. So they're like, you can't go like he's super healthy, but like, what if he were to come back? And he's like, man, I'd never be able to forgive myself. And I think there's these things in the space that like, what do we have to do, you know, to like keep ourselves up and going? Because if we fall into the stress and the anxiety, then we only make ourselves more susceptible to just any kind of getting sick, you know? And uh, so for me, I'll just share and you guys can talk, you know, jump in please. But for me, it's like reading books that like lift me up, make me feel good, give me hope, uh, inspire me, connect me back to love, meditating, listening to music, like purposely putting on music that makes me happy, makes me smile, uh, making good food at home with like, you know, friends that we can just like sit around and like eat a good meal and connect. Uh, and then the things that I'm trying to avoid 
because I realize they bring me down is like limit how much news I take in. Like, hey, try to check it once or twice a day, but like stop like incessantly just looking at it because it's it's like an addiction. Stop looking at uh, Instagram or Facebook because basically that's it's all the same thing. Um, and trying to when I talk to people like have connect have connections and conversation about other things other than just what's going on. What about you guys? I think a big part of it is is validating that everyone's going to look at it differently, but know that that's not where I'm at. So, I mean, I think especially all three of us have a social media presence. And so while we might not be fear-based, to also have that open conversation, you said you, you had a lot of clients that wanted to talk about this, like understanding that I don't have to push my viewpoint or how I'm feeling or what I'm doing or how I'm choosing to go through this. I don't have to push that on anybody or expect anybody else to feel that way and have a little empathy in this situation of, you know, other people, my uh, best friend here, her dad has an autoimmune disorder, you know, and we hang out all the time. I'm like, my decision to not be fear-based and go to Utah, coming back, hanging out with her, her seeing her dad, like I'd feel really bad if I was a carrier of it, even if it didn't affect me in any way, like that does impact other people. And so things that I'm doing just like out of, not respect for others, but like our family to just kind of stay like sane through it is getting myself up and ready in the morning. Like my morning routine is like gold to me. Um, you know, whether my kid's sick or we have kids home or, or what's going on in the universe right now, I can impact like making my bed, doing laundry, doing my devotions, journaling, li- listening to positive music, uh, definitely limiting social media as far as how much I'm soaking in of the news on this like nothing's really changing like okay new businesses are shutting down okay Disneyland shutting down but monitoring how much of that I'm absorbing each day so that my brain can continue moving forward like not each day is guaranteed whether coronavirus is a thing or not just the fact that I can keep going and keep living my life I've always lived my life this isn't guaranteed. So again, my morning routine is because that makes me feel better. That makes me show up for my life, regardless of a nationwide crisis or not. So definitely just doing those things every day. I'm not going to not do those because maybe I can't go to Target today and do my normal grocery shopping or the kids going to school. Like I'm still going to show up for me and take care of myself and try to keep that mindset of yesterday, tomorrow, like it's not guaranteed anyway. So, yeah, not too much has changed for me. Um, I'm still doing, fortunately, you know, um, I'm able to still train my clients and go to the gym and do my regular activities. I'm not doing much to take my mind off of it because I don't watch a lot of news anyways. I feel like if something's really important, I'm going to hear about it or see it somewhere on the news where it's going to flash at the gym or on Instagram. You know, I just... I've always chose to use fear as fuel for me, you know, and some of the best moments of my life have come on the other side of that, you know, by moving to Florida and not knowing what the hell I was going to do, but I just knew I was going to open up a restaurant, never been to New York before, but I was scared as hell, um, you know, to be alone and not know anybody there and live in a big city being a Southern guy, but it turned out to be one of the best decisions I ever made. And then moving to LA, I had a huge, uh, like anxiety panic attack after I booked my flight. I like freaked out in my friend's kitchen and was like, oh my God, I'm not ready for this. So I immediately called the airline to try to change my plane ticket. And they're like, it's $200 just for us to talk to you. 
And then we'll talk about how much it'll cost to change your flight. <laughs> I was like, well, fuck you. And I was like, I guess I'm going to LA. And uh, then I get to LA. It's a $52 Uber ride to Koreatown because I, I started in Koreatown because it was kind of centrally located to explore all the areas. And the guys, the Uber driver's pulling up to a dark alleyway and he's trying to drop me off. And I'm like, whoa, this does not look like my Airbnb. Oh my God. So fear's creeping in, right? Did I just get robbed of $2,000 for my Airbnb? Is this the taste of LA? My first uh, taste of LA moving here? Like this has got to be a sign. This is a horrible idea. He's like, well, this is your stop. I was like, hey man, I don't know what's going on, but this is not where I'm supposed to get dropped off. I'll give you money if you'll just like, let me stay in your car. Ended up being a cool guy. I got a hold of my Uber guy and lo and behold, he put the wrong address. He put North instead of South. You know, I choose not to be paralyzed by fear. And often we fear things longer than we should. So you've got a big test coming up in a month and you're worried about it. You've got a whole fucking month to get prepared. You know, you're like, you're worried about financially maybe in two months, but right now your bills are covered. You got a roof over your head. So make a plan, do what you got to do to put yourself in position. Like don't be paralyzed by that shit, man. Use it as fuel, funnel it and find a way for it to propel you. Because again, the best, some of the best, most amazing moments of my life have come on the other side of fear. And I choose not to let it be a burden for me, you know, and I encourage others for it not to be so play it safe if you want, go get some supplies and make sure you wash your hands and all that shit, but keep moving on. Cause most likely we're going to wake up tomorrow. I keep waking up and I'll be damned <laughs> if I'm going to let something, you know, stop me. I don't think so. I'm interested because you have such a strong mindset around, you know, screw it. Like I'm going to keep living how, I mean, we were talking about this off air, but how do your clients feel? Like, have they brought it up? Like being in a gym, that responsibility, are they like, you need to close? Are they canceling? Are they bringing it up? Are they scared asking about, like, I'm just curious how you're navigating. Cause I know, you know, businesses, like, are you getting heat for staying open? Are you, you know, like what's, what's your solution to that? I have two things. First of all, you have the biggest coffee cup I've ever seen. <laughs> it's tea, first of all. <laughs> 20 ounces of Corona killing tea. <laughs> Look at that thing. Um, okay. Um, all our clients have kind of, you know, said their opinion on it. You've hear like the one client over here with another guy or another trainer kind of say something. Um, everyone's got a pretty positive attitude in the gym. I think that stems from what we do at the gym of the way people are. You know, we all say hello to each other if they're not your client or not. You know, every trainer always talks to each other. There's a good vibe in there. You know, a little bit of concern because everybody has kids, you know, most of them. Sure. So they're kind of like, I wonder what's going to happen. Um, the owner of our private of the gym that I train clients out of, she said like, none of my clients have complained. They don't seem too worried about it. You know, and until that time comes, you know, the doors are open here and I'm happy to train people, you know, and I'm very thankful for that. You know, my schedule hasn't changed yet. And, uh, thankfully so far, so good 24 hour fitness where I train personally, like as in myself or with a friend, um, it's a, not as many people in there. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, this is funny that we were talking about a gym, right? Like, so my, uh, my friend got a call from a gym here in San Diego, like a few days ago. And they're like, Hey, do you want to, she had gone to check it out. And they're like, do you want to sign up and become a member? And she goes, I don't, I don't really think I want to be paying money to go to a place where everybody touches everything right now. And the guy on the phone goes, what do you mean? Why not? Like he was just not even, and she was like, uh, like what's going on in the world, coronavirus, whatever. 
And he's like, oh, okay. And she told me this and I started laughing because I was like, man, if you're a gym, that's like your only job right now is just to keep it clean. That's it. Like wiping down machines. You have no other responsibilities, but keeping the place clean. Um, You know, I, I love Brie, how you, you know, jumped in and like, kind of like with London and looked at it. And I wonder like for London, because you do like, I, it sounds like me and Brie kind of have similar on the same of like, Hey, we have these concerns, we have these thoughts and we're like trying to move forward. And you have more of a like, fuck it mentality. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let anything stop me, which is awesome. What do you, but I am, but it makes me curious, like what does then scare you? Forget about what's going on right now. What, what fear stuff does get into your head that holds you back? Cause you're still human. I know you, you want to be otherwise, but you are still human. You're still a man. Yeah, of course. Um, I think that's the beauty in it too, man. You know, um, if we didn't have, you know, hopes and dreams and get punched in the face every now and then, you know, it'd be kind of boring, you know, right. Um, but, uh, something that scares the shit out of me, my sister's in the army, uh, her partner's getting deployed. There's a chance my sister will get deployed this summer. That scares me. You know, uh, she, uh, she's prepared as much as she can be mentally, physically for war. She's a soldier. She's a badass woman in the army. It's amazing what she's become. Always knew she had it in her, but for her to prove it to herself, it's amazing. So that's something that really scares me. You know, uh, I'm not too scared of things when it comes to me. I've been through so much and I've, Life has had the opportunity so many times to try to break me, but I'll only bend. And again, I'm not asking the world for any more trouble, but uh, it concerns me of people that I give a shit about. So maybe a friend that's going through a divorce and has kids. Uh, My two sisters, you know, how are they doing? For me, I always, I just have this mentality that I won't be stopped. And look, I'm not saying um, I don't self-sabotage myself every morning or before I go to sleep. But uh, the more I just still continue to do the things that I know are important for me, the more I still keep moving forward. So I have not felt like going to the gym for a long time, but I've still been going into the gym because I've worked so hard to maintain my body and look and feel a certain way that I just, I have it so mentally programmed that I still get to the gym and I'm getting good workouts in, even if I don't feel like it, because once I get in there and I get 15 minutes in, I'm like, all right, dude, it's showtime now. You don't have a choice. And when I don't give myself like a choice, I just do the things that are important for me, like work on my business, my website, um, work on new programs, even though I don't even have a launch yet. Like, why not have a program set in the pipeline? You're eventually going to need more programs. You have a fitness app. You're building a website all about fitness. You might as well get prepared. Even So that allows me to overcome that mental fear, but um, – Thankfully, you know, all the shitty stuff that's happened to me, you know, has made me this way. And, you know, I find it to be like more of a positive thing. You know, I'm not saying I don't have concerns. I just I don't let them hold me back because I'll be damned. You know, enough stuff has held me back out of my control. So I take as much control of my life as I can because I cannot stand when something out of my hands messes with me because it's like, fuck, I didn't do anything. Why are you messing with me? You know? You're controlling your controllable and letting the other stuff go, I guess. Amen. <laughs> Bree, Bree, I'm curious for you too, because you have a situation that's also different from us that we didn't address yet. How do you have the conversations with your kids, right? Because they don't, I mean, like we can see whatever we want, read whatever they want. They're literally just whatever hits them, hits them, and then they have to interpret it. 
what, right. excuse me, what kind of conversations are you having? And and you have kids of all different ages, right? So I'm, I'm guessing it's not yeah. the same conversation. Yeah. So one to seven. So we've got three girls, one, three, and seven. And honestly, I, I think maybe with kids that are older in school that are fearful, maybe they see media, maybe they see news more, you would, as a parent would have to sit down. Um, Aaron and I haven't really sat down and had a conversation. I don't think my kids live fear-based. We do a really good job of like, I think just if they bring something to us, then we have a conversation and they're not on social media. They're not in the news. They go to a private school. So I think that helps to some degree. It's a very small school. So it hasn't been maybe as aggressively announced or shared or talked about as maybe some of the public schools. Um, but we've just really kind of like integrated, like, hey, we're not going to put our hands in our mouth, which, you know, that sounds pretty normal. But for a three-year-old that sucks her thumb, like, <laughs> can be a challenging. We're trying to like just, hey, let's wash our hands more. Like when you go to the bathroom, don't forget, you know, use the hand sanitizer. But I don't think that they have really much understanding of maybe the severity of what's going on. So maybe with people having older children, that's more of a concern, you know, having to leave their school. I'm not sure, you know, when they're going to see their teachers again, um, maybe in hot spots that are, are more, you know, it's more significantly touched in schools. I mean, my three-year-olds at a preschool, it's a private preschool and their doors are still open. We are just choosing because other schools are closing to just keep them home because we can. Um, so she's not really asking it's spring break for our seven-year-old. So that's just going to be, it's just extended. So they don't really, I think their time frame is way different than an adults where they're like two weeks, three weeks, seven days. Like we can be, Oh, it's an hour road trip. And they're like, it's been eight days in the car. So I think they're young enough that they haven't really been impacted. And Aaron and I, again, neither one of us are really concerned for, for their sake being sick. You know, the kids in coronavirus status, they've said has been pretty minimal, been cold like. So, you know, for them to just do their part in washing their hands, they don't really, they're not impacted. And I'm not scared for us as a family. So I think that makes a huge difference. You have one other thing that I want to, I'm curious your stance on. So how does it impact you and how does like fear in general, right? It doesn't have to be just like this. How do you and Aaron as a team deal? Cause you're probably both afraid of different things. And how do you, you don't want to blow off his fears. I'm sure he doesn't want to blow off yours. Like how do you guys negotiate, like negotiate or navigate those waters? I think he's way more level-headed. I mean, I think that's a man, like a male point of view. He's super level-headed. He never panics. He never, you know, we can be in a fight and I'll be screaming and crying. And he's like voice very monotone, like nothing phases him. Um, and so like in our relationship, we both pretty much see eye to eye in this circumstance. We were both on board to go on a trip at the end of the month, um, with some family dynamics that we haven't shared with the world yet. <laughs> We've decided that it's best just for our family, our health, and the people around us to not go. There are other people that are are very much let's go. And he just, he and I see very eye to eye on this, that we're not afraid of coronavirus, but we are going to try to do our part for the world around us. And so if that means, you know, not spreading it, if that means doing our part, you know, canceling our flights then maybe that's living in fear or maybe that's just like, Hey, you know what? We're going to play it safe because it's, it doesn't hurt anybody to play it safe and it could affect somebody else. So if it can affect somebody else, 
we're just going to like hold back. So um, we're pretty much on the same page. I think there's a couple articles and things that he's read that I've been like, well, that seems silly. I don't know why you think that. Um, but for the most part, we just, I mean, that's why we've been together 10 years is because <laughs> we do, we do see eye to eye on so much. So we haven't had too much tifting as far as like having to navigate it. He went to the gas station and bought toilet paper. He's like, do I need to go get canned goods? I'm like, you know, if we got meat in the freezer, like, <laughs> I don't know. We'll just figure it out. So we're kind of wing it, fly by the seat of our pants right now. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for sharing about your, you know, like your personal life, like yeah. especially the things that me and London don't have specifically to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to, the last thing I want to leave people with before we wrap this episode up is uh, it doesn't, nothing has to be one way or the other. It doesn't have to be like you're afraid or you're not afraid. You can find ways to have both. You can feel your fear. You can acknowledge it, let it be real. You can also go out and work on that goal, right? If you have to stay home, like write that book you wanted to write, like work on that business you're going to start in the time. We can use the, there's in every situation, there's opportunity, right? Stock market plunges, well, opportunity to buy super cheap. You know, if you can't go to work and you have to stay home with your kids, well, I don't know. It's an opportunity to connect maybe that you haven't had. Now, you can always look at things the other way and be like, well, I don't have money, but how is that helping? So I, I really encourage people, regardless of how afraid you are or how not afraid you are, um, to see both perspective, perspectives and try to have a little bit of both. Like it's okay to plan and it's okay to move your life forward at the same time. You guys have anything you want to quickly leave people with? Yeah. I just think it's a great opportunity for people to literally flip the lens on their life. Look yourself in the mirror. You have this extra time to, you know, think about the things that uh, your hopes, your wants, your dreams, you know, connect with the people that are around you that you kind of, since you see them all the time, you probably don't have those conversations that you probably should have. Like I've been through the motions as a brother with my sister and Hey, how are you? All right. See you later. Like have some conversations, you know, uh, talk about the good and the bad in life and uh, make some plans that, you know, will fulfill you and make you happy and bring joy to yourself and the people you care about. You know, uh, again, take hold of this shit and uh, do something about it, which is in the end, your own happiness. Yeah, I think having empathy for others, knowing that they may see it differently while also still choosing to stand in your greatness, your power of where you want to be living your life today. So if someone else is living fear-based, have empathy that that's okay, that they, they feel that way and acknowledge their feelings and also acknowledge that maybe you don't have that same fear and that's okay. And just continue stepping into things that, you know, you know, like we talked about that, that make you keep moving forward in your life. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks for doing this with us today. Yeah. Thank you for listening. It's not easy to create these episodes, but we know it's important. We need more real open and honest conversations. Because we know that whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone. A life pretending isn't worth living. So please share this podcast with a friend. And thanks for listening.